We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Riggert. It's a pleasure to have you along. Yesterday, we talked to Shane Metlin, talked talk a little basketball with their scheduling that came out last week and everything else. Let's talk some football today from the Daily News Record and talk to their beat writer, the JMU football beat writer for the DNR is Noah Fleischman. He joins me now. Noah, what's happening, my friend? What's up, Dave? How you doing? Great. I'm doing great. Um, have you settled back in? It's almost been a week that you've been back from your vacation. Are you okay? I'm good, you know. We're, we're chilling, you know. A lot of a lot of recruiting going yes. on. I'm sure we'll talk about that, and you know that that's got me back in the in the shape here. It, it, it quickly, yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of happenings with uh, with recruiting. We're going to talk about that in a second. I guess the latest news is the uh, the ticket update from yesterday for football season tickets and individual tickets. Is um, tomorrow is when a limited number of tickets that are still available for season tickets will go back on sale. They'll be in a, a certain section of Bridge Forest Stadium. They've already sold over 8,000, but those will go on sale tomorrow. Single-game tickets will go on sale a week from Wednesday, but there is early access if you're a Duke Club member coming up tomorrow as well. But that's a good sign that they're going to reopen and, and have some more season tickets available because I guess we weren't sure if, if they were going to open that back up. Yeah, they really weren't sure, and it seems like you know it's all in one, set, one you know, level of the of you know season tickets and it's i think up on the upper deck you know on the the home sideline and so they're not bad seats um few available i don't know the exact number but i'm sure they're not gonna last long and that's that's the exciting thing too is that the almost all these games are going to be close to sellouts i'm guessing and we'll, we'll see how it goes throughout the year but that's something that that i think we're going to look forward to some big crowds throughout the entire year and this is this is certainly going to help it Oh, yeah, it's going to help. And I think that, you know, it's going to be a good atmosphere at, at JMU. Obviously, you know, people already have, you know, good atmospheres in the past, but now with the, probably the best home schedule that, that JMU's probably played in front of um, in program history, just with the teams coming in. And, you know, wouldn't it be surprised to see, you know, at least half the home games be complete sellouts and the other ones are going to be pretty close to it? Okay, we're talking with Noah Fleischman, talking some JMU football here in the offseason. Again, those season tickets um, go back on sale tomorrow, so you can check that out. Go to jmusports.com, and they've got it up, the update of what's going on. Um, they've got family weekend. Uh, some away tickets as well are available if you're interested, so check that out at jmusports.com. Obviously, recruiting has been uh, hot and heavy. They've had a bunch of camps, and I guess I'm trying to think back, but last year was, it was kind of like this, too. When they get people on campus, there are camps. They get a CM firsthand. They make offers. Guys commit. It was pretty busy at this time last year doing that with about the kind of the same types of things, wasn't it? Yeah, it kind of sort of, especially with the camps, you know, at least getting offers. You know, last year they didn't have their fifth commitment until Fourth of July, which Fourth okay. of July was a busy day. They had, I think, like That's right. three or it four was. guys all commit in a row. Um, but you know, that was when they had their fifth commitment right now, they're sitting at 10 and it's, you know, June 27th. Um, so yeah, they've definitely stepped it up a little bit, got a lot more guys, you know, committing earlier. And I don't know how big this class is going to be since they signed 20, you know, last year and they're already halfway there. Going to be, a, I guess, probably a bigger senior class this year, so maybe have a, a room for a few more, but have you been surprised by, by how many they've been able to, to get commit so far? Yeah, especially, you know, with how many, you know, they're coming consecutive, right? You know, there's been some couple official visit, you know, weeks that they've had, and, you know, they've had multiple guys commit, you know, while they were on campus, which is a good sign to see. But, you know, Nate Crosby kicked us off, you know, a couple weeks ago from North Carolina running back with his commitment, and they went three linebackers in a row, a safety, a few offensive linemen, and a couple more DBs to, to round it out. So, you know, they're, they're definitely settling on, on what the needs will be you know, for the future, you know, a lot of offensive linemen since, you know, the whole old line is going to be, you know, pre-veteran this year. And 
a lot of linebackers, a lot of defensive backs. So right now they're focusing on need, it looks like. Yeah, no question. Not a ton of skill guys yet as far as QB, running back, wide receiver. Um, but you're right, a lot of DBs, linebackers, offensive linemen so far. The latest was Chase Reagan, who uh, who you had a chance to talk to. He came to camp a couple of weeks ago. What did you learn about Chase? Yeah, he's a guy who he's been on the camp circuit you know, all summer. A lot of these guys are you know, getting in front of different coaches and trying to get offers. and. He was disappointed leaving some camps without an offer, and so he said, you know, JMU was the last one on the schedule for him, and he was like, he went into it with the mindset of, you know, we're going to leave here with an offer. He'd already talked to, you know, a few guys, you know, on campus, um, a few coaches and stuff like that, you know, before, so he thought there'd be a good chance, and sure enough, you know, he left the, left the camp with an offer in hand and, and committed a week later, and so he's a guy who's, you know, a safety, six foot, you know, from Bishop McDevitt in, in Pennsylvania, you know, where they got Riley Rebell from a year ago, and He's excited and ready to compete for a spot next year, and I think you know that's kind of the, the thing, the theme around around here right now is all these guys you know feel that they can compete in 2024. We're talking to Noah Fleischman from the Daily News Record. He covers JMU football for the paper, and you know one thing that has seemed like a, kind of a pipeline is, is Central Pennsylvania. All of a sudden, they've got a lot of guys from last year and this year's class in Central PA, and that's it's been, seems like it's a pretty good pipeline for them right now. Yeah, it really is. I mean, Chase Regan, you know, we talked about him from Bishop McDevitt. You know, Riley Robel came from there last year. You know, he's a freshman on campus right now. And he said that they're really good friends, play together in high school. Um, you know, he was the host for Chase on campus this past, you know, last week. Um, and then, you know, you've got another guy like Evan Bushong from Harrisburg as well. Um, you know, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, that area has definitely been, you know, a hotbed of recruiting for, for Kurt Signetti. And Philadelphia has been too, but I think Central Pennsylvania is really where, you know, this, this staff is, you know, honing in on finding talent. And they're getting guys that have really good offers that are still trying to, you know, stay with JMU. A lot of PA, a lot of North Carolina guys right now. Yeah, a lot of North Carolina. I mean, Nate Crosby kicked it off from North Carolina. You have, you know, Anthony Walker as well from, from down in North Carolina, and Dontre Henderson. and and Kobe Campbell, so that's what, four from North Carolina, and they've got three or four from Pennsylvania, and uh, three from Virginia. So you can see where they're focusing on these these handful of states. Uh, got a Georgia guy mixed in, too. But, yeah, definitely a, a heavy Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Virginia, which which makes a lot of sense. You know, when yeah. they talk about, you know, recruiting the surrounding area, that's kind of what they're they're aiming at. Another safety is Dontre Henderson. His brother plays at uh, at Marshall. He had a lot of good offers, and a lot of Sunbelt offers as well. But he chose uh, he chose JMU. You talked to him as well. Um, what was it about JMU that that ultimately sold him? Yeah, you know he before he came on campus at JMU on his official visit, he was in Huntington a couple of days before on official visit where his brother plays and. He says, you know, the love from the coaching staff, which has been a really big common theme with a lot of these guys. Um, you know, the coaching staff has really been on the guys that they want, um, you know, really pushing that for them to, you know, come and, and check it out and things like that. So that was part of it. And the other part was he wanted to pave his own path, as he put it, right? His brother plays, you know, safety at Marshall. He's a safety coming in. And he said he learned a lot from him. But, you know, at some point he wants to kind of branch out and then make his own way. And you know what, he'll see his brother on the other side since his brother's going to be a retro freshman this year, so they'll be together for a few years in the Sun Belt. That'll be fun to watch. Again, we'll pay attention to that, no doubt. And another guy that is was pretty highly thought of is Ron L. Davis. Um, he, he chose JMU over West Virginia, and it's still, now that they're in the FBS, in the Sun Belt, and it's it's not quite as big a deal to, to pick JMU over West Virginia as it would have been when they were still FCS, but man, that's still a big deal to get... To, to have somebody pick JMU over a Big 12 school, a Power 5 school, that still says something about uh, the, the allure of, of JMU and what they have to offer. 
It is. I mean, Ronald Davis, guy, he had a lot of offers. He said, you know, beats, you know, picks JMU over West Virginia, Chris Ignati's alma mater. And he's a guy who's a Philly native playing in Delaware now, but um, he spent his first few years in Philadelphia, you know, at a high school there. First three-star to commit in this class, um, I would expect more, you know, guys, stars to start committing sooner than later. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's kind of the, you know, the crown jewel, I guess you want to put it through this first ten. A lot of these guys are underrated, which JMU is, is good at finding you know, guys that aren't ranked with stars. I mean, you, you know, you can look around like Jalen Walker wasn't highly recruited, you know, out of high school. Torres Jones the same way. Didn't have, you know, the, the fancy rankings next to their name. But sometimes it helps. And, you know, with this FBS move, you're going to see it more. And, and they're still getting all these guys to commit. And especially beating a team like West Virginia is a good sign. But they've also beaten out ODU for a lot of these guys. They've beaten out Charlotte for a lot of these guys. So they're winning these FBS recruiting battles, which is going to be, you know, one of the questions that we had a year ago was, is how is this going to help you know recruiting? And so far, it's, it's paying off here in this 2024 class. You know what? The three guys that we've talked about so far, all safeties, they've really kind of loaded up on that position. Yeah, they're going to lose five after this year, I think. So, you know, <laughs> you need to bring in guys. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, when the portal gets active, you know, after the season, if we see them go get some veteran safeties as well, because, you know, Basically, every, one, every safety that's going to play this year is going to be gone after this year. So definitely a position of need for, for the Dukes. And you mentioned offensive line. Deacon Rawls, a kid that committed from Virginia Beach. They had the, uh, the they, Bushy, Evan Bushong. He's also from Central PA, from Harrisburg. He committed, but uh, they've gone pretty big. And, and you mentioned they're going to lose some b- bunch of guys up front here over the next couple of years. But um, it seems like the, these – it's hard to tell sometimes on O-linemen, but they, they seem like they've gotten a lot of good offers from other places as well, and that's a good sign that, uh, again, they're pretty highly thought of in the recruiting world. So it seems like the offensive linemen that they've got so far, um, they may not have stars next to their names, but it seems like they're pretty good players. Yeah, they are. I mean, some of these guys have offers from, you know, Maryland and things like that. So, you know, teams are coming for them. They've got the, the prototypical FBS size, you know, Deegan Rawls is 6'5", 315. You know, Evan Bushong is 6'3", 295. And Kobe Campbell, you know, their latest commit is 6'4", 281. So they've got the frame to play at this level. And I think that these are guys that, you know, they're bringing them in not to make an impact in 2024, but really for 25 and 26 when this offensive line, you know, starts to graduate. Um, and that's really, I think, kind of when they want to start plugging play these guys. So give me a year to develop and uh, start plugging them in. And again, we've talked a little bit about the linebackers that they, uh, they signed, but Again, three in a row. Bryant Haynes had a hand in all of those, and that's pretty cool to see. Again, the defensive coordinator and the linebackers coach a hand to, to get guys that that he probably <laughs> he probably saw at the high school level. Ooh, they would fit my style and what we want to do pretty well. So that's a good sign. And uh, he was killing it early in the recruiting cycle as far as getting getting guys that he wanted. He was. I mean, you know, they went three in a row. You know, on the commits uh, with Bryson Banks, Anthony Walker, and Emmanuel Izugu. I think I said that somewhat right. I mean, it's a Georgia, North Carolina, and Virginia linebackers all in a row. I mean, Bryson Banks is a guy, you know, coming from Georgia. Um, you know, he's 5'9". He's not really that big, but he fits the, the style that Jamie plays with athletic linebackers, and he's playing for a team at Buford who – it's a team that's loaded. You know, when you look at the team, that his high school team that they're playing on, I mean, a lot of four-star, five-star guys. I mean, the number one quarterback just transferred there, um, Dylan Raiola, who's a Georgia commit. Yeah. So – He's on a loaded high school team, and it's a good get for JMU. He's, he's played really well there on a, on a really good team in Buford. We're trying to know a flash from the Daily News record, talking to some JMU recruiting right now. And 
They had a bunch of guys in last week. Jaja Boyd was the big name that uh, folks on social media were going crazy over. Um, he said a commitment was coming soon when he was on campus. So I think a lot of folks are hoping that he may, might make it official last week. But again, he's got some stars next to his name. But uh, there are some guys that have been on campus that they're talking to that uh, do have some stars right now. And there could be some star power if they decided to commit. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Jaja Boyd, a guy that, you know, Jamie was really excited about. I think they, they brought him on campus. His family seemed to enjoy it. They were posting pictures from the visit, you know, the whole coaching staff with them. And, and it seems like, you know, he's a guy, if he were to commit to JMU, um, which he set a date for July 1st on Saturday, um, you know, he would be the, the highest rated recruit to ever sign with JMU. I mean, he's a four-star on ESPN. He's a high three-star on 24-7 sports. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely an impact guy. He's Seems like he's between JMU and Boston College. Um, that's kind of what I can get just by looking at his social media, the, the two schools he's really been posting about. And a little bit of Penn State just being a Philly guy, but I really think it's between you know Boston College and JMU. And if, if JMU can beat out you know, a team like BC, that's going to be a really big recruiting win for Kurt Zignetti. And a guy who's, you know, he calls himself an athlete, but I, you know, he projects to probably play a corner. Um, and, you know, I think he's a guy who could come in and, and play pretty early, you know, it kind of a similar way that Chauncey Logan did this past year. Well, and guys like that, if you if you can get some guys like that that have those stars next to their name and are, are highly thought of, and a lot of these guys know each other too through camps and, and whatever it is, all-star games and just, you know, uh, the, the social media, they, they know each other as well. This could lead to some bigger gets, too. Again, not that they can't get them without getting a guy like Jaja Boyd, but it could lead to some bigger things. Oh, he's going there? Huh, maybe I'll go there. I mean, that could lead to some things, too, couldn't it? It is. And, you know, when you talk to – I've talked to almost, you know, all these commits. You know, off the 10, I'll probably talk to six or seven of them. And the one thing that's common is they're all calling this the best class of JMU recruiting history. And, you know, the one thing that, you know, is good to see, I guess if you're a JMU fan, is these guys are out there, you know, recruiting – their friends recruiting guys that they want to come and play with them. You know, Anthony Walker, you know, the third commit in the class was talking about how he was, you know, they were eyeing guys to go and get. And I think that that's, you know, I think good thing to see, right? You, they have a group chat. I know that. And every time a guy commits, he gets added to the group chat and we're getting to know each other. And well, these guys are Pennsylvania guys already. So they've already played with their, or against each other. And now they're kind of just making friends with the, the other guys. And it's a good thing to see. Um, but I'd expect some more, commitments sooner than later i mean chris Knight yesterday tweeted his little bat signal saying another good week ahead so you know when that when we see that it means it's going to be a busy work week for us but you know i think it's gonna be good you know for the dukes it definitely is his bat signal no doubt okay folks on twitter go crazy because of his bat signal but you're right again you've got your your ear on this so you've been killing it with, with recruiting do you feel like there'll be quite a few this week i know it seems like two i think they're close on a couple more um wouldn't be surprised in the next two weeks. You see a lot more guys committing. I think they're in a dead period right now, so really can't come back on campus. You know, a lot of the coaches are you know are gone. They're on vacation right now this week, um, just after two weeks of camps and all that. So I think, I think they've got their eye on a few guys. I think some guys are closer than others, and uh, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. But I, I would expect, you know, at least two commitments this week, maybe more just based on the, uh, the tweet that Kurt Cignetti put out. It seems like, and, and again, we'd have to probably talk to the coaches about this, talk to the athletes. Have you talked to any of them about now that the ban is over after this year, obviously, that, that again, these, these, these athletes won't have to deal with it? I mean, so they're full go. They can win championships, do all that. Has that been a factor for any of them? They've been definitely talking about it. I mean, I've talked to a few guys who literally said, you know, we're the first class that can 
go to a ball game that can win a Sunbelt championship game. So they're very aware. I think the coaching staff is telling them, hey, you know, don't believe what some other teams are telling them. <laughs> right. Because, you know, Kurt Signetti's talked about it before. Our teams recruit against JMU by saying they can't play in a bowl game, which they could kind of play in one this year coming up. But, yeah, they, it's definitely not an issue anymore in that sense. And uh, they're excited. They want to be that first team to win the Sunbelt title. And, and so far, <laughs> Kurt Signetti's putting together a pretty good all-star class, you know, with these first 10. And we'll see how they can kind of close it. I expect, you know, maybe 10 or 12 more by the time, you know, signing day rolls around just, just based off of – how many they brought in a year ago and, and kind of what the, the openings are going to look like. They're very, you know, old team this year. So we'll see what they do between that. And then the portal is obviously a place to, to reload as well. I love though, that they're getting, they have 10 commits right now because you, ha- again, we, we talk so much about the portal and, and it is, it's, it's not going away. It is what it is. And teams have to use it, but you have to build your base and everything with high school players. And, and you just have to, if, if they can get 15 to 20 every single year, pretty good high school players are they're just they're going to be able to cons- to stay consistent in what they've done and what the, what their culture is. Um, so it's fun to see them be able to get so many high school guys right away that want to be here and, and want to be a part of, of what JMU is doing because that's again that that's the lifeblood of your program is having that high school recruiting class. Yeah, it is. I mean, you can see what the the opposite is and what happens when you don't recruit high schoolers because you know at Texas State they tried not recruiting high schoolers in a state that's probably has the best high school football in the country and didn't really work out for him. You know, coaching change happened because they thought Juco and transfer was the way to build a team and, and it didn't work. And obviously, you know, you don't want to upset high school coaches because once you upset them, it's, you're not going to win them back and you're not going to get guys from those schools. And if you look at who Jamie is getting guys from, you know, Bishop McDevitt's one of the best, you know, high school teams in the state of Pennsylvania. They've gotten uh, you know, Dontre Henderson from Julius Chambers, which is a pretty big time school in North Carolina. So they're building these connections with guys that, with these schools, you know, that are really big time schools in their areas. And it's good to see. And, you know, the better schools you recruit from, the, the more you can get from them later on. Does seem like a little higher level athlete right now that they're getting. It just, uh, it may not be, but it seems like it to me, just from the outside looking in. You no, know, I think, I think it is. I don't think these are really FCS guys. I mean, yeah, you know, I agree. most of them are have off all of the, like when I ask them, you know, talk them on the phone, I'm like, you know, what is your list down to, right? You know, what did you pick JMU over? And most of them, it's all FBS schools. Yeah. I mean, you know, Chase Regan had Arkansas State, ODU. He did have Villanova, but he's a he's a Pennsylvania guy, um, and stuff like that. So most of these guys are picking from FBS schools. Um, there's been a couple outliers where JMU was the only FBS offer, but I think that's the kind of guy that JMU likes to get and mold them and develop them and, and get them out there on the field. It's worked before, and I think you know it could work again. Yep, no question about that. They do a good job with that, that uh, building those players up and making them into to something that maybe no one thought that they could be. So, it'll be fun to watch these guys grow. But again, they'll be seniors in high school. We got some time. <laughs> we got we have some other things to worry about before they get on campus. But we're talking to Noah Fleischman from the Daily News Record. Anything else you're working on, or is it mainly recruiting for you right now? Mainly recruiting right now. I mean, it's, it's kind of a busy time of the year, recruiting-wise. We'll see what else I can, you know, get together. But right now, it's recruiting time out here, and uh, we'll keep it going. It's going to slow down. You know, it will. Yeah. Um, but I think for the next few weeks, we're going to be on a high gear with recruiting. All right, man, I appreciate it. You can read more of his stuff online, dnronline.com slash sports, or pick up the paper as well. Thank you, Noah. Appreciate it, Dave.